This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by LiveFlow. Did you hear the news? LiveFlow just launched a new consolidation product. LiveFlow power user Beth Melcher of MoneyFit said that LiveFlow's consolidation is saving her team 15 to 20 minutes per client every week and eliminates the use of formulas. LiveFlow's automated multi-entity consolidation is simple to use. You can easily map multiple unmatching charts of accounts from multiple QuickBooks Online companies into one standardized report. And once it's set up, LiveFlow works its magic, updating the consolidations automatically in real time. So you can focus on analysis using instantly updated data across entities. LiveFlow can even consolidate financials that are in different currencies. And the possibilities don't stop there. LiveFlow empowers you with flexible, powerful reporting tools to create customized dashboards that meet your specific needs, build executive presentations, cash flow forecasts, and more with just a few clicks. To stop grueling over manual consolidation reports and to get 25% off your first three months, be one of the first 10 listeners to head over to uq.promo forward slash LiveFlow. That is uqb.promo forward slash L-I-V-E-F-L-O-W. Welcome to the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast. I am joined by my good friend, Alicia Katz-Pollock, the original, the one and only QBO Rockstar, CEO and founder of Royal Y Solutions. And I have the privilege of collaborating with Hector Garcia, CPA, the founder of Right Tool for QuickBooks. In this episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast, we're going to be talking about the death of QuickBooks Desktop, or at least the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end, November 30th. Uh, most accounting professionals got the bombshell of, a, bombshell of an email about the, the timelines of the what seems to be the beginning of the end of QuickBooks Desktop. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hey, I'm um, uh, okay, I guess. Um, hopeful <laughs> in some ways. I'm a lot of things right now. It's, it's, it's a lot to process. Um, and we're going to do mini rant, mini rant, a lot to process because we just came back from QuickBooks Connect. We just heard the, you know, the big energy around the partnership with accountants. And just two weeks after we get this bombshell of piece of communication, Right after QuickBooks Connect, I think Alicia and I and many of you guys listening probably would have wished that this stuff would have come out before QuickBooks Connect, let us process it, and then at the big conference, announce it and clarify it because we'll have every single Intuit employee or at least the 200 people that were there that we can talk to and talk through it. But now we're going to have to deal with this in social media and Intuit is going to have to like, you know, play cleanup with this, with, with this stuff because there's going to be tons of conjecture and tons of confusion. And no matter how into it tries to nail communications, it, it, they always miss some big detail that sends all of us on a, on a wild goose chase. Alicia, I just realized, what are your I just realized something. So they just made that big announcement, how they have the reimagined pro advisor program with um, points based on your attached clients and their services. Now that all makes a whole lot of sense. And the people who were afraid that they went down to gold and would never make it back up to elite again, well, guess what? You just might because 
the big announcement is that as of July 31st, 2024, they are sunsetting new subscriptions to Pro Premiere, I'm sorry, QuickBooks Desktop Pro Premiere Mac and um, Desktop Enhanced Payroll. So this is really huge news. Now, I want you to realize that they're saying new subscriptions. And right now, your QuickBooks Desktop has a three-year sunset. So we're not looking at the immediate death of desktop. Don't be alarmist. We're not quite there yet. And enterprise is going to be alive and well, because right now QBO can't do everything that desktop does. So this is a step. This is not the death and the end of desktop, but we've been expecting this announcement for a while. And, you know, if you've been listening to this episode, you've heard me say that um, I suspected that they were going to get rid of all the other versions and just have enterprise. And mm -hmm, I was right, but it's sooner than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack here and let's, let's, let's get clarified first. If you are today an annual subscriber of QuickBooks Desktop Pro or QuickBooks Desktop Premier, and fast forward to July 31st, fast forward to August 1st of 2024, and your renewal comes in before July 31st or after July 31st, you will be able to renew, okay? So this is not disruption for existing desktop customers. So as long as your credit card is on file and the system can auto-renew, you will be fine. Mm -hmm. Now, I do predict that for the people that for whatever reason the credit card doesn't go through, it's going to be hell, okay? I, absolutely hell because it just happened to me and I, I will tell you a side quest, okay? Side quest. My pro advisors, my desk, QuickBooks desktop pro advisor subscription didn't renew for some reason. My credit card wasn't filed. It didn't re renew for some reason. My QuickBooks desktop accountant stopped working. It took me like half an hour to like, you know, talk to different people into it to realize that somehow my credit card didn't go through. My, li my license was, was expired or, or lapsed or whatever. So I called in and said, hey, can we fix it? We, we got it fixed. My, my QuickBooks Pro Advisor desktop subscription got restored. But guess what? I had payroll attached to that, enhanced payroll attached to that. And earlier this year, they stopped selling desktop payroll add-ons to new clients. Guess what? They said, well, it's going to be a new client. We can't sell you the payroll subscription. That's I'm like, not a new what client. That's what an existing are you talking about? Payment method issue. What are you talking about? I've been having QuickBooks desktop payroll for like 12 years or so. So it was like this whole thing and this whole production until they said, okay, we're going to have to make an exception. We're going to be able to get you back into desktop, but it will, I mean, desktop payroll add on, but it'll be a brand new account. So that means I have to go and add all the EIN numbers to the new account to then reactivate payroll for all my QuickBooks desktop payroll clients. So what I'm, I'm telling you is, all I'm saying is, even though they're saying that existing clients will not be disrupted, little things like this can cause problems because Intuit could systematically block the sale of all, quote, new customers. Wait a minute. So time out for a second. So you're saying that because your credit card failed, all of a sudden that made it a new subscription? Right. My, 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 my subscription lapsed. And, I, and, and, and they're going to make an exception and allow me to buy a new one, which, by the way, it needed to be full price, the full 1400 not even the $700, which had the 50% bundle. I'm not even allowed to buy the, the bundled price 
for the QuickBooks desktop payroll add-on. And the, the, the payroll support person was super helpful, super nice, but th they were systematically blocked out of it. Okay, and so word Hector for the Garcia, a new customer. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, so like what I'm telling you is, is if I go through that and I live that firsthand, it just happened three days ago, the existing desktop clients that, again, they're not going to be disrupted, more or less. If something goes wrong with the payment, it could be a big issue. So like into okay. a better prepare for these special cases. So word to the wise, make sure that your credit card billing information is up to date. And if you get a new credit card in the mail, make sure the um, campstotintuit.com is the first place that you go to make sure that your billing information is updated, even if it's 10 months away from your next renewal. Don't forget, do it right away. Right. So anyway, side quest over. Let's get back on track here. So so July 31st deadline of 2024 passes. You don't have an existing QuickBooks desktop pro, Premiere, Mac, or payroll add-on subscription. You will not be able to purchase a new license or a new subscription past July 31st, 2024. Okay, and I assume that the, the QuickBooks will close down their systems so they cannot sell quote new subscriptions. Basically, that means that Intuit wants to stunt the growth of QuickBooks desktop customers mm -hmm. and essentially start reducing that, dwindling that down. Now, this article makes a couple of very specific um, uh, uh, points about who is not going to be impacted. So that's really important. Okay, so. Um, you will continue to have security updates, product updates, support for existing subscribers. This is not the same thing as a sunset. So they're not literally not sunsetting this. So if you have QuickBooks Desktop uh, Pro, Premiere, or Mac 2024, you still will have support through, I would say, May 31st, 2027. Because that's how it works. You get those three years up to the end of May. Now, the key thing here, which is not communicated here at all, is Will there be a QuickBooks Desktop Pro Premiere Mac 2025? This is not communicated here. I'm going to make the assumption that probably not, which means that the official death of QuickBooks Desktop, if they don't release a 2025, will be, uh, for existing subscribers, will be uh, May 31st, 2027. So we, we, might be, we might be able at this point through conjecture, put the official date of the death of Pro Premiere. Now, QuickBooks Enterprise is also, quote, QuickBooks Desktop. And one of the challenges that people have is because they're so used to not working with Enterprise because it's too expensive or it's out of the price range or whatever, is that a lot of people forget the existence of QuickBooks Enterprise. QuickBooks Enterprise will not be impacted. So even after July 31st, they will continue to sell new subscriptions to QuickBooks Desktop Enterprise. QuickBooks Enterprise is QuickBooks Desktop Enterprise, okay? And it's better than Pro Premier, more powerful than Pro Premier, and yes, more expensive. But, you know, honestly, QuickBooks Desktop has been underpriced for like 30 years, right? So Intuit is, is, is making a course correction. I don't think uh, people complain that QuickBooks Desktop Pro for $650 a year is, quote, too expensive for small businesses. It absolutely isn't. It is so cheap. It is so cheap. And the reason why I tell you I think I still think it's so cheap is because people wouldn't be making a big deal out of this if there wasn't that many people in QuickBooks Desktop. And the reason why there's people in QuickBooks Desktop is because it's worth a lot more 
that would it cost. Yeah. So I'm going to make another uh, prediction here, and Alicia, piggyback on that, sorry, <laughs> is that the renewal for QuickBooks Desktop, if they do a renewal next year, is going to go up in price significantly. This is not stated in here, but I think on top of everything else, they'll renew it. It'll probably go to like 900 or 1,000 for a one-user pro. So that's my prediction, okay? Like one thing that you can always bet on is that Intuit will increase the prices and you almost always win that bet. Okay. Hey, you said you weren't going to rant. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> this episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by Timesheets.com. You already know what Timesheets.com does, but today I'd like to talk about what Timesheets.com doesn't do, because sometimes that's just as important. For instance, Timesheets.com doesn't charge a base fee and only costs $5.50 per user, certainly not $8 or more. Also, Timesheets.com will never market to your clients because they respect that private relationship. And Timesheets.com doesn't answer your support calls with an automated phone system, nor will they transfer you from person to person while you're pulling out your hair trying to close payroll on time. Those are just a few important things that Timesheets.com doesn't do. And right now, they are offering the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants podcast listeners two full years commission for each new client you refer, or two free months of service, your choice. Head over to uqb.promo slash timesheets. That is uqb.promo forward slash T-I-M-E-S-H-E-E-T-S. So one of the things that people have appreciated about desktop is the fact that you can have multiple companies in it. And so that's one of the reasons why some people still prefer it and need it. And they've been like, oh, I don't want to go on QBO because it's too expensive to have too many, uh, to have multiple files. And in a way, this kind of creates the the price parity with it that, you know, you could go to QBO with multiple files because it's not going to cost you more than it is with desktop. Um, I think the most important point that you can make here illustrated is, like, for example, I have a client that has QuickBooks Desktop Enterprise and they run 20 LLCs through here and each LLC has a slightly different ownership structure. So they couldn't like make one file with a bunch of locations or classes. So the argument of going into advanced and putting multiple locations and classes, that wasn't going to work. Um, so it, there was no universe in which, and they needed some advanced functions. So there was no universe in which having 20 desktop advanced files, even a 50% discount, uh, would have been comparable price-wise. Right. But this a, is also you know, where, where QuickBooks Ledger fills a specific need, because when you do have those smaller clients, now you have a way of moving them over off of the desktop multiple file use and into QBO at a, in a cost-effective manner. Yeah, but this is where you got to put a huge asterisk on this. This particular client of mine has 20 LLCs. Each LLC has three or four real estate properties, okay? So I need classes. I need, I need mm -hmm. to be able to have uh, sort of a, a, a P&L uh, by class under each entity QuickBooks Ledger won't help with that. So yeah, right. it helps with the multi-entity, but not with the class needs within the entity. The problem is that we have been so ill-accustomed, lack of a better term, to have such powerful software with QuickBooks Desktop Pro with classes that is, it's, it's hard to draw the comparison points. Um, and I guess we, 
at this point, there probably isn't any more we could talk about it. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? I mean, we, we can't stop it. Only thing that Intuit could possibly backtrack on is maybe like push the dates farther into mm-hmm. the future. But it's very clear that Intuit wants everybody on the QBO platform. Right. So let's well, move on to like why they're doing this. If like, you want to discuss that. Yeah, that, that's exactly where I wanted to go next. Because I personally, with my heart going out to the handful of people that have to be on desktop either because of internet connectivity issues where they live or um, some, or you know, a couple need specific cases, QBO really has become robust enough that with the exception of some construction and manufacturing, it really has come into its own for most things. And essentially, Intuit is, by having desktop and online, they really are different software, which means that they have to take everything that they're doing and double it in two completely different directions. Software development, engineering, um, uh, interaction support. With, uh, what's yeah. that? So that's where I'm going. Su- yeah, so, supports uh, the biggest. Yeah, hold, hold that. Hold that thought. Um, okay. It, it re, um, interactions with other vendors and outside um, entities, and then of course support. You have to teach people who are on the support team how to use a software package that a dwindling number of people are even using, and so you have a whole lot of cost, and you don't get good results. And so I personally completely understand where Intuit is coming from with this because it allows them to take all of that investment for dwindling return and consolidate it so that they can build out more support. They can spend more resources to actually fix all those little minor tweaks that we're complaining about. They can um, put more into the relationships with us. Uh, there's a if they are you know being able to claw back millions of dollars of investment that now goes into the QBO space, that's great for us. So in while this is kind of like the end of an era and a massive shock and um it's i think a a good move in for into it to do i really do yeah of course of course it's a good move but but the thing is that you have to contextualize why is it a good move because beyond the cost of support beyond the cost of development the beyond the cost of dealing with third party integrations probably the, the three biggest challenges with running desktop software because they've already fixed the revenue problem like we already, they already got people on board on the annual subscription um i don't know what the attrition rate was prices up right? yeah the, the price is <laughs> already up and, and 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 they still could go even even higher up i think i think they still have an opportunity to even increase our price and um and you go through like like the facebook groups and stuff and the biggest question that people have is we don't get it they're already charging annual for it People love the product. Why are you forcing people to move to QBO? And this is the, this is my conspiracy theory. Okay, my conspiracy theory is that the data inside of a QBO file is more valuable than the monthly subscription that they charge for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Period. Now, period. I want to chime in, give some context to that. So, one of the things about QuickBooks Online is that it's a data data gold mine for them. That it is completely bank. It, it has bank level 
encryption and it is completely secure as ter in terms of your personal data, but it allows them to look at spending behaviors and, um, and business behavior and that insight and knowledge for them, whether it's developing AI or integrations is gold to them. And not in terms of like selling your personal information. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the ability to understand what's happening in business and leverage that to help businesses grow. And so you're right that QBO allows them greater insight than desktop does. Yeah. I'll, I'll put an asterisk on that. I, I've, I, don't, I don't think that Intuit, that Intuit wants the QBO data so they can sell it to other people. So no. let's, mm -mm. let's be in agreement with that. I, yeah. I don't think no, that, that's not that, what that, would, that would be a dumb strategy because it will back, that would backfire on them. That goes but, against their own um, terms of <laughs> terms of service. Yeah, and, yeah, and even that stuff is partially fungible anyway. But <laughs> what what I what I think, uh, or, or or not what I think, the value of the data, it's well number one, um, accentuated by the fact that we can further train AI. When you further train AI with more data, better data. Uh, you can automate more systems. If you automate more systems, you make the software more valuable. If you make the software more valuable, and this is really the, the, the sad portion of this, you make the software more valuable, you can keep increasing the size of the software and the, and the, and the customers will pay a higher price because they're already paying two, three, or four times of professional services for someone to work in conjunction with the software. So yes, absolutely. By 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 being online, by being by having better data, by having better AI, they can make the product more valuable. They can charge more, and there, the economy there there is economic viability for people paying two, three, four hundred dollars a month for accounting software because they're already paying two, three hundred, four hundred, or a thousand dollars a month for professional accounting. And professional accounting, part mm -hmm. of it, part of it can be replaced by software. Period. Well, well, you just touched on something though that bugs me though is that it really does depend on who their market is. That right now the highest growth area in U.S. economic business is micro businesses, solopreneurs that came out of COVID, going, I don't want to work that nine to five anymore. I want to do what I'm good at and what I'm passionate about. And the the cost point, the price point on QBO is actually kind of expensive for those solopreneurs. And that's also why Intuit really is trying to lean in on the, even though they've gotten away from the, it's so easy, um, anybody can do it. Like they, that's not their marketing anymore, but they know that their biggest growth is those people who are just going to go find an app on the app store and download it and start doing it on their phones and not even doing it on their computers. Right. And uh I hear you, but I'm going to poke a hole in that theory, and I'll tell you why. Why? So you're saying that a a, a, a micro business looking at QuickBooks Online Simple Start, thirty bucks a month, it's out of market. It's too expensive. For them. That's what you're saying, right? No, 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 no. Um, when I talk about a small business, though, it's not the uh, one person doesn't mean that they're Simple Start. You can have a one person business that still requires plus. 
because they still need classes or they still need some of the complexities that are in the software. But no, I, 90, I understand. 90, but the yes, point, but 90 bucks you, a month you, for somebody just starting out and the fact that you can't really use QuickBooks yourself without a bookkeeper watching your back. Now, all of a sudden, you've got micro businesses who are starting up with the money in their, you know, to the $2,000 in their savings account can't afford now $400 to get yeah, but, wearing a bookkeeper. But, but I'm, I'm going I'm to use an example from an outside industry that I think like you're going to go, oh, yeah, that makes tons of sense. So the, let's say the average regular gas car is, let's say the average is $30,000, okay? Knowing that and without knowing like the economics of like vehicles, if, if you were to guess, if, if the true average of a gas car is 30000 what do you think the average of an electric car is? Like immediately, depends if it's being like, subsidized or not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, with without the subsidy, the actual the actual sticker price is going to be higher, like thirty five or forty. Right. Mm -hmm. So you would you would think, wait a minute, if the average is paying thirty, how are you going to enter a whole? How are you going to create a whole new category which is like twenty or thirty percent higher? It's because the buyer doesn't just look at the car; they look at the cost of the car and gas. So when they say, I'm going to pay $10,000 more for the car or 20% more, whatever the number is for the car, but in the long run, I'm going to save on gas, they're willing to pay more for the vehicle. The way I think Intuit is thinking, and again, this is the, 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 the conspiracy theory part, not the, hey, Intuit, I totally believe you that you love accountants, okay? This is the other, the other side of it, okay? The other side of it is this average small business pays for the end result which is be compliant with a tax return. And the entire ecosystem of that is bookkeeping, bill pay, payroll, and a tax return. The entire ecosystem of that, the entire purse of that, let's say it's $2,000 a year. And Intuit is thinking if, we, if QBO, it's a better product and it can replace some of these useless professional services, because again, I'm not defending accountants. Accountants, we waste so much resources. Like, we, I think accountants are amazing, but at the same time, we waste so many resources. There's so much money that people pay us for such non-value-added stuff. Okay, like stuff that should be automated. <laughs> oh, like, like, listen, <laughs> just the amount of work that we do on sales tax, mm -hmm. like in Europe, in Europe, sales tax is like automatic. Like, you just pay the sales tax. Like, there's systems that all automatically tell the government how much it is. We're not spending hours and hours just like going over sales tax re re uh, reports and figuring out, you know, is it calculated correctly? So, so there's tons of waste in right. professional I mean, services. I think uh, Intuit, that hold on, give me a second. Hold on, I'll finish your point. All right. So there's tons of waste in professional services that Intuit aims to like, uh, to, 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 make, to make agile, to get rid of. And like, there's tons of like dead work with internal accountants, external accountants, bookkeepers, professionals. There's a bunch of dead work, non-value-added work that does not move the economy forward. It just keeps people compliant. So yes, to Intuit's defense, they want to make their software better with better AI, make it higher, make it higher value and provide more value to individual business owners. And we're going to have to figure out how to reinvent ourselves. But the point is that Intuit wants to move everybody to QBO, wants, wants the data, wants to train the AI, wants to create better software. Again, from, from, from words to execution is a whole different issue. And the desktop platform basically mired, you know, a whole bunch of segments of the small business and they have to move people to online as soon as possible. So sorry about mm -hmm. that. I just had to finish because I didn't want my words to get okay. misquoted because that's what I think is going to be happening in the next couple of years. 
This episode of the unofficial QuickBooks Accountants Podcast is sponsored by OnPay. OnPay, with 30-plus years of payroll expertise, is your ideal payroll partner. With OnPay, you can run your client's payroll, delegate it to your team, or empower your clients to manage it themselves. In any case, OnPay handles all the tax payments and filings, even at the local level, at no extra cost. OnPay seamlessly integrates with QuickBooks Online and QuickBooks Desktop, offering you a payroll solution that fits your entire client base. Partnering with OnPay means you'll have access to dedicated partner support, account managers, and a direct support phone line. Their team of in-house payroll experts will do all the heavy lifting, from setting up your dashboard to adding your clients and their employees. They'll even enter any prior wages to make it easy to switch. Now, here's the exciting part. OnPay is offering an exclusive deal for accountants and bookkeepers. Enroll new clients by October 31st, 2023 to enjoy fee-free services until January 31st, 2024. That's potentially up to four months of free payroll services. To seize this incredible offer and to get up to four months of free payroll, head over to uqb.promo slash onpay. That's uqb.promo forward slash O-N-P-A-Y. Yeah, I mean, I've got like five different thoughts based on everything that you just said. Um, one of them is the, the with the electric car, part of the additional agree, the, the cost, one one of the reasons why people are more willing to pay for it is also because it supports their ethics. They want to not be, um, to not use up fossil fuels and to go electric. So they're trying to forward the technology. With accounting software, um, with the small businesses that approach me, they're not thinking about the software in terms of gained productivity. They're only thinking about it in terms of entering in their expenses and taking money from their customers. So for them to be faced with $90,000 a month, we know that by spending that $90 a month, they are going to save nine hours of time over the month from doing all of the mundane data entry. But they don't know that. They don't have a concept around that. And so I think there's going to be a, into it's going to have, um, it, it, with the prices where they are right now, I think that's about where they kind of have to stay for a little while. They can't keep raising it up. Hopefully, by taking down their resources invested in desktop, they won't have to raise the prices on QBO to continue the development. I'm hoping that's part of the equation uh, because they are locking some small businesses out of using the source that they're trying to bring people up to. Yeah, I'm with you there. I was not thinking they're going to raise the price tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about long term. Look, listen, I, I recently just put more money in into it stock. So, like, as, as an investor, you know, this is a this very is a good very time smart to invest, move. everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And look, look, I've always told into it, I'm not always, the last five years that I've known this is going to happen. And, and, I, and I don't know why they didn't listen. Saying they're going to phase out Pro Premier is such bad communication. What they should have said is, hey, we are merging all of our desktop platforms into a single, we're consolidating into a single platform called QuickBooks Enterprise so we can make the product better and give you more features instantly. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they go that route? Why, like, again, why are they so messy with communications? And why do they not know how accountants feel about this, especially the ones that have been doing this for 20 years, 25 years? 
um, that they don't, this is just like, listen, QuickBooks Enterprise is an incredible piece of software. I am not affected by this because I've always recommended enterprise first, regardless, regardless of the price. And you go and you tell me, oh, Hector, small businesses, small businesses can't pay BS. You know why? Because they pay for an internal employee dollars $60,000 a year. And if they learn how to use the software correctly, they don't need to pay that employee to do that or pay the employee to do something else, like go develop better services, go, go build relationship with your customers, go sell more products and services. We waste a lot, like America, the world, waste so much resources in mundane paperwork shuffling and it's time for a company like Intuit to fix it. So I, I am actually rooting for Intuit to, to, to execute this correctly. It's just a problem with communication. Yeah, the, this was actually one of the other things that I wanted to circle back around to when you were talking about that lost productivity is that I am shocked every single year, not shocked, not well, shocked, yes, surprised, no, that there is so much lost productivity with the whole realm of taxes and bookkeeping that it's just ridiculous that 1099s, right? Like why should the business owner have to spend all of these time and resources sending out documentation just to prove that somebody got paid? That should be not our job. That should be the, the compliance should be on the part of the small business owner or the LLC or the sole proprietor. PayPal fees, the amount of lost time that we take subtracting merchant service fees from uh, all the fintech, what a waste of time. Venmo, how do you bookkeep for Venmo? It doesn't connect to any of the software. Transcribing Huge checks. Lust. What's that? <laughs> transcribing checks. Like, yeah. Tra transcribing um, checks is one of the worst use yeah. of like our intelligence. And, and, and the one that really, really gets me is every year when I get the notices from either the state or the Fed saying, oh, by the way, you mispaid your taxes, you owe us this amount, or we're giving you back this amount. Well, if they knew in the first place, why are we spending so much time as accountants and why are small businesses hiring us to determine what those numbers are just for the government to come back around and say, oh, by the way, that's wrong. If they knew, why yeah. don't they just tell us <laughs> in the first place? Yeah, there, 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 there's, there's, two, there's two separate issues at hand here that are sort of happening at the same time. Issue number one is, hey, I'm an accountant. I've been doing this for 25 years. I know how to use QuickBooks Desktop. It's fast. I'm comfortable. I know what every button is. Once I install it, I know that for a whole year, there won't be a new magical button or the screen will be completely changed on me. So I can completely understand how somebody that is using desktop looks at QuickBooks Online as, as, as such a, just such an intrusion in your workflow mm -hmm. and interruption because QuickBooks Online has for the past 12 years just been one huge beta test, right? right. So, so it's very, very frustrating for accountants that basically uh, like, like, predictable things like when things just work they they, they don't want to learn new things so quickly so number one i completely sympathize with people using quickbooks desktop i fell in love with this industry through quickbooks desktop i would argue the reason i became an accountant is because cause I, I thought accounting was so stupid like as a profession <laughs> as, a, as, as a as a as a as a as an art form as a science the whole thing is just jacked up like left right why not do normal math and when I use QuickBooks Desktop and I put myself in the shoes of a business owner and go, holy crap, it's so easy to like keep track of like what's going on with my business. I fell in love with accounting through QuickBooks Desktop. So I have a very, very personal, deep love for QuickBooks Desktop because it was my, it was 
it was the the eyes in which I saw accounting, and and I fell in love with accounting through the eyes of QuickBooks Desktop. Mm -hmm. So when when QuickBooks Online comes along and Intuit has a strategy to move everybody to the cloud because they want the data, because they want the AI, because they want you know to to add more value, because they want to fix the amount of time that we're wasting as a society, all the good things that come from QuickBooks Online. I'm rooting for Intuit. I'm rooting for QuickBooks Online. The problem is that QuickBooks Online as a as a software it has been developed it's a complete disaster like the the the, the changes to the screens uh, you can have before, your opinion just the, uh, you can uh, before you go yeah. on to that topic i need to go back and address what you were just talking yeah, yeah. okay go go go. Um, yeah, go so no problem. Uh, something that you just said is is really key in that is that this is also a sign of evolution not just of the software and of the industry but actually our culture that the the people who are most um, impacted by this decision and the most frustrated by it are the people who have developed decades of expertise by using desktop. They are, you know, average age. We're talking in their probably 60s, um, and they are experts at what they do. They have um, and they've got the they've got pride. They've got expertise. They've got notoriety, but. When at, and this is just science that as you get older, your brain doesn't um, doesn't learn new things quite as well, and so you are now all of a sudden completely out of your comfort zone when you've built an entire career based on desktop, and now you're being forced to learn online sometime in the next three years, and so that's scary and it's frustrating. And for some people, it's literally not possible that if some people were already eyeing retirement, this is probably going to impact the great resignation in a, a measurable way that we're going to actually probably see increased retirement again in the next three years because of this decision. Which That's is interesting. <laughs> really something to think about. Um, but you you think the face out of QuickBooks Desktop will actually increase the amount of people that just quit the profession? Like I, I quit because QuickBooks Desktop goes away? Yeah. So so let's say wow. you are sixty years old, and you all of a sudden the software that you know with your eyes closed, literally, like you can you know how to get to the chart of accounts without even with, literally with your eyes closed. Um, you. Now, all of a sudden, you have to go learn this whole new software that changes out from under you all the time and sometimes is buggy. Now, like kids, software changing all the time and software that's buggy, that's just kind of their norm. You know, and I, I have two teenagers and I work with a lot of millennials and Technology is like no big thing to them. And even myself, I've been, a, I was an app, a Microsoft Office specialist and an Apple specialist before I was a QuickBooks specialist. And I used to thrive on the new technology and I would get a new iPhone and I would know everything about it within a week. And I'm at the point now where I get my new iPhone and I know what I already know how to do, but I don't even take the time to go looking for all the new stuff and all the creative ways of using it. Well, I do with QuickBooks. That's, you know, I've focused all my energy on that. But the the changes that Intuit is making in QuickBooks Online is much more accepted by younger people, the new business owners coming into the industry, the new bookkeepers coming into the industry, and not so happy for the people who have the the years of experience. 
Well, I mean, the ones that don't know any better, of course. You know, it's like if you never had Mexican and you go to Taco Bell and you think it's amazing, right? <laughs> right. But then you have real Mexican and then you go to Taco Bell and you totally know it's trash. Like that, that's the problem. Well, the country, problem is that QuickBooks Desktop. Contrap Supremes are great, no matter no matter whether they're real Mexican. QuickBooks <laughs> Desktop is real is really is real Mexican food, and QBO is is Taco <laughs> Bell. That's the reality. But the the and look, I, I look, listen, listen. Uh, Alicia and I before the show were like, "Hey, let's do a good cop, bad cop." Hector, you be the desktop guy. You be the one that you know kind of sees the world through the eyes of the desktop user. And Alicia, I, I'll, you know, I'll be the your know, QBO champion. You know, the both of us agree with each other. Like I know Alicia has tons of love for QuickBooks Desktop. She literally just wrote a book on QuickBooks Desktop, just published. I can I I don't even know how. I can't even imagine how she feels about like all this effort that she put into a piece of software that already has. You know, um, hon- you know honestly, honestly, I wrote my desktop book because I knew that it was going to be sunsetting because I knew all the other publishers were not going to bother. So that would leave me standing in the field with this one excellent 600 page, how do I use desktop book? Of course, there aren't going to be any new users a year from now. <laughs> Yeah, um, and everybody you'll, who, have a, you'll everybody be the only one with a book that nobody wants to, to read. Right. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lean in on that book anymore. But I'm still glad right. that I have it. My QBO you're, you're book, like however, is absolutely freaking amazing, and everybody should be using it. And it is always going to be updated every year so that it does live with with the with the changes. Like right now, the quick, I'm finding the QuickBooks Online book. Yeah, my QuickBooks Online book. book. Yeah, of yeah, course. Like right now, I'm I'm as of today, I'm I'm doing a find and replace where it says the black bar at the bottom and just taking the bar at the bottom because on some screens the black bar is now white, but on, only Correct. on some oh, screens. Wow. And that's my life. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're gonna be like the vinyl producers, right? There's like two vinyl producers, and they're they're making all the bank because people are still buying vinyl for some reason. People stop so, buy books. I will still rate them. Yeah, absolutely. No, listen, listen. I literally built an app for QuickBooks Online called Write Tool, right? So it's not like like I'm not against this. Like the, actually, more QuickBooks Online users means for you. more users for Write Tool. My YouTube channel leads, or probably not leads, but it's one of the leaders. When somebody searches any QuickBooks Online tutorial, I know QuickBooks Online like the back of my head, the same way as QuickBooks Online. I'll thrive in this. I'll have no issues. But like you're saying. Some people are going to have a tough time. And look, and it's not just an age thing. I'm 43, okay? I prefer to use desktop over QuickBooks Online in many situations because I am faster in it. It's just QuickBooks Desktop is faster in some things. Like when it comes to bank feeds and automation through bank rules, QBO is faster. I mean, no, no challenge there. When it comes to like sending forms online, sending reports online, automating recurring transactions, automating uh, sales receipts with automatic payments. There's so many things that QBO is just going to be astronomically faster than QuickBooks Desktop. QBO advanced, the new reports are incredible. Desktop advanced reports are a hot mess. There's tons of things that QBO fundamentally does better, integrate with other apps, bring in e-commerce transactions. However, there are some functions that are just going to be better and faster in desktop, whether it's batch entry, manual entry, uh, construction, uh, accounting, inventory, accounting, manufacturing. All this stuff is going to be better in desktop. And I could, I could totally understand someone that goes, all right, you're moving my cheese, not like you know, a couple of you know, uh, uh, feet over. You're moving my cheese to like a different country. 
right? right. So like it's, it's, it's going to be very challenging for a lot of people. And my suggestion is don't retire early. Just learn QuickBooks online. Right. It's actually not that bad, right? Especially when you add right tool. It's not that bad. It's, but the reality is that it's a new system. It's going mm -hmm. it, to take new thinking. It's going to take new practice. You know, one of my favorite things to do has been helping bookkeepers make the tr transition. And so like, this isn't new to me. I've been doing this for now going on 10 years that um, when you are used to seeing it one way, like I, I like to joke that QBO is to desktop like Ginger Rogers is to Fred Astaire. Now, this analogy is specifically for you people who are in your 50s and higher. Um, but <laughs> um, it, it, Ginger Rogers does everything that Fred Astaire does, but backwards and in high heels. And that's QBO. There's so many things that QBO does that desktop can't dream of doing that there's a lot of really good in this, but you have to learn it. You have to take the time to, to train in it. And that's my favorite group of people to teach. That's my favorite group of people to have in my classes are the bookkeepers who know desktop, like the back of their hand, and they need to figure out where those same features are in QBO so that they're not hunting around trying to find things and getting frustrated. They can just make the transition smoothly, learn where the familiar tools are, and then get the opportunity to go, ooh, I, wow, that's kind of cool. And um, I have a class on QBOA for accountant for pro advisors. And I think I'm actually, I think we're just scheduling a new one in December, like right now. So if you follow me on any of the, um, any of the socials, keep an eye out for it, that if you are a QuickBooks desktop diehard and you know that you need to make this transition, please come to my QBOA for Pro Advisors class in December, because what I'm going to do is show you what it's all about, what all the buzz is about, what are the things that people love about it, help you make the transition, and um, give you opportunities to thrive with this change, because there is a huge opportunity to thrive here. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll put links to that in the show notes. Before we end, there's one more piece of like side announcement that happened at the same time. Again, both these news dropped November 30th, um, and we're recording this November 30th, almost at midnight Eastern. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't know when this is going to go live in YouTube or, or in the podcast. Should be should be the next week or so. But um, the other side uh, news is there's also going to be changes to QuickBooks Desktop Direct Deposit. Now, traditionally... If you have been paying $1.75 per direct deposit with your QuickBooks uh, enhanced payroll, with your QuickBooks desktop payroll that's added to QuickBooks uh, Pro or Premier, again, if you've been paying $1.75, this is going to go up to $4. $4? Per $4 per paycheck. That's more than double. More than double. So uh, and the, the reason why it's important to include this in the, in the notes here in the news is because if you actually talk to, um, and I, we'll put links to this, um, to this link as well. So again, if you, if you have QuickBooks Enterprise with payroll, that's, that's, you're not paying for that. I'm saying if you're already paying $1.75, that's going to go up. And hold on, what was the date on that? Uh, sorry, I didn't. Uh, starting January 8th, 2024. So it's happening right Right in the next, what, less than a month, okay, in a month, okay, a month, okay, okay, fine. Thank you, Inter, for giving us 30-day notice on this. But anyway, the, the, the thing about this is that the biggest crutch that keeps a lot of people on desktop is the payroll, okay? Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not, oh, I don't like 
online or no, I'm against online or it's not the old grumpy accountant that doesn't want change. The reality is that QuickBooks desktop payroll, it's much more powerful than QuickBooks online payroll, period. There's actually no comparison on this. You can go back and edit paychecks. You can go back and, and, and issue um, uh, amended forms. Uh, you, you have tons of flexibility. You're totally in the driver's seat with, uh, with QuickBooks Desktop Payroll. And a lot of accounting professionals like QuickBooks Desktop because of the control they have over payroll and then the job costing and all, all the job costing related stuff uh, for the reports. QBO is not going to give us that by January 8th. I, mm -hmm. I guarantee you that. They won't. I mean, so, there, there, uh, there's change in that direction, but it's one step at a time. Yeah, it's going to be, I guarantee you, we won't see, again, I, I, I reserve the right to be wrong. We won't see true payroll job costing, assuming that they, they release this in warp speed until after tax season 2024. Right. So the problem is this is going to cause a lot of consternation where all of a sudden, you know, we're paying $4 per direct deposit fee, more than double that we're used to. And we don't have a QBO, sorry, a QuickBooks desktop parity feature set in QBO. So even if we're willing, I give away the data, even if we're willing to change systems and go to QBO, even if we're willing to pay more per client or whatever to go to QBO, we don't get the functionality. So that, that's where I think uh, Intuit has missed the mark big time. These timelines don't make any sense, in my opinion. Okay, I think they should have done this phase out in 2025 give us an entire year like like anything in accounting you got to give a year it's got to be right. a year right like so like this weird eight months or whatever this or nine months or whatever this is it's just not good and the only people that were notified from my understanding are the accountants and the pro advisors today and the clients like the end users the small businesses will be announced in february but you know what a lot of them are going to find out and they're going to read the articles and they're going to call us the next two months are just going to be such a disaster. I mean, right. I, I, I don't want to be a QuickBooks desktop <laughs> accountant anymore. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad for anybody who is not connected, any business owner who's not connected to an accountant and decides that they want to start using QuickBooks and they go to desktop. But I mean, I don't even think there are that many people who fall into that category because if you go to QuickBooks.com, you have to look for desktop. They don't even call it QuickBooks Online in a lot of places. This is something that I've kind of noticed. But in uh, there's a shift now that QuickBooks Online is becoming just QuickBooks. And what we used to refer to as QuickBooks was QuickBooks Desktop. And I think those are flip-flopping in nomenclature, that QuickBooks is now referring just to the online version, slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is if you go to like the old school texts and articles and videos, even my videos, before QuickBooks Online was big, we referred to QuickBooks just QuickBooks, just QuickBooks. the desktop version. Right. Now just we the call desktop version. Desktop. Yeah. So like it makes it very like even even I get emails from people say, Hey, I have QuickBooks and I have this problem and I have to ask QuickBooks Which, Online or QuickBooks right. Desktop. And people go, No, no, no. It's just QuickBooks. I'm like, that's not how it is. <laughs> right. is it QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Desktop. Do you so, have a yeah, program so or do you go to your browser? Right, right. But I mean I'm just it just creates more more friction. Look, look, a part of me wishes they would have said, by the way, the whole thing's done. Like for me, it's, it's, it would be so much easier to just kill desktop completely than all these like little face outs. Like, like think about it. Well, that just goes First, the opposite we, of what you just said. No, well, no, I know. I, I said a part of me, a part of me doesn't <laughs> want to deal with 
so much change for so many years. No, no, I understand. I said, give us more time. I understand. No, I, I stand by that. I'm saying the right communication, the right strategy would have been that. But I'm saying a part of me wishes that five years ago, they would have just killed this whole thing because they do it in these little baby steps. And it just, it feels like little punches, but very often, you know, the because- Frog in water. Yes, exactly. Like the frog in the boiling water. First, so, so as a reseller, you have to also look at my perspective. So the first thing was- you know, they lower the amount of commission you get with that stuff. Second is, um, you know, that the, you cannot resell it. You have to, you have to charge the, the normal rate. They pay into it directly, and then they pay us a bounty and no more residuals for QuickBooks Desktop Pro Premier. Then is you can still sell Pro Premier, but you can't make any money on it. Then the next year is you can't sell Pro Premier. They have to call one eight hundred into it, and one eight hundred into it tells them a bunch of mumbo jumbo that's not real, and they come back to us and say they said you can't buy it, and it's like everybody's wasting time. We can't even get commission on that. Then they went to to the subscriptions. Then they released 2024 and they say, we keep investing in the desktop platform. Don't worry. Don't and worry. then now this happens. Right. You know, so like, so, so the challenge is like, we've gone to like a six year period where they just like, they should have just said, Hey, by the way, we're killing desktop and it's going to take five years. And here's all the timeline. Like that would have been much easier than just, just doing a very little, very little, because it just, it, it, the well, resentment builds up. But, but it's a, uh, on, the, on the flip side, it's a step-by-step migration in that direction. I mean, we knew this five years ago. We knew oh, that yeah, it was coming. And so this is kind of like the step-by-step-by-step to make it a natural progression. So I don't actually hold it against them that that is the approach that they've taken. Uh, because that makes it actually more palatable and make more sense in the context of of the evolution of the product. Yeah, but the exception is what they take away, right? Whatever they take away doesn't doesn't equate with what they what they add and improve in QBO. That's the problem. The problem well, is they're getting closer and closer to killing it, but they're not getting closer and closer to getting QBO in, with desktop feature parity. But that just circles right back around, and that may be the the the, the perfect way to resolve the this episode. Is that takes us right back to the beginning of the why that we talked about. That as long as their resources are split into having to really support two different pieces of software that essentially could have been two completely different companies' software, then their resources are split. And this is, I'm, you know, I'm always eternally hopeful. I'm actually known for being maybe too idealistic about some of these things. But if it was me with the, being the CFO on this, I would be like, okay, well, that just frees up all of these resources to really go and solve all of these problems that, that Hector and Alicia and their communities have been telling us need to be solved. Let's put some more people into solving all the little problems. Let's put people into making sales receipts and making multi-channel e-commerce inventory available. Let's put more people into the job costing and the reports. Let's get it so that it is really parable and <laughs> stable. That is my fantasy out of all of this. If that's the direction into it is going, I will stand behind it. Yeah, I, I, I doubt just throwing more people at the problem um, could solve it. I think they got to throw accountants at it too. Right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just all, all these product managers are like in their 20s and stuff. Like they, they, they're, they're really well-intentioned and they, and they want to do well. And I talked to a lot of them in QB Connect. They're wonderful people, but they don't have enough like, like street 
context. Like they don't have enough, like the, the, you know, gray hair to like really truly understand what we need. And 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 all these feedback that into it gets 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 lost in the loudest one and not necessarily the most effective one. I, I talked um, to. But, I, Oh, sorry to interrupt. I, I talked to so right. many PMs that I think Intuit should actually make a job for me. I think I could save them millions of dollars with my one salary by having me be the voice of reason to go around to all these PMs and everything that they're developing and poke holes in it because I do it on a daily basis. Why not make a universal role out of it? Anyway. Yeah, you, 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 need, a, you need a head of feedback sense maker right like you need someone that that takes all this feedback and say all right this is what makes sense this is the stuff that has the most impact let's work on this and you 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 test it with a small group you bring back quickbooks labs let people opt in to test this mm-hmm. everybody that opts in goes to a webinar well, gives feedback <laughs> yeah go give feedback and then once you flush that out then you go live with it, okay? But that's the thing. It doesn't work like that. They just go, they go live with a random group of people and, uh, and you don't know who it is and half your customers have it, half your customers don't. It's just, it's just horrible. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. I would love it to have you in there you know, for us working for Intuit. Uh, let's see, you know, hey, hey you manifest it in the podcast. Let's see if they listen to it and they give you a job offer. Just send me 10% for being part of it. <laughs> so we'll end with that good note. The silver lining of this whole thing is that if by July 31st, 2024, my QBO has QuickBooks Premiere feature parody, I will take down this, I will take, I will make a public apology for this podcast. <laughs> I will take down the video, take down the episode and say that was a hundred percent wrong. So, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Ever hopeful. I will, I will yeah. remain ever hopeful. I'll be the good cop yeah. to your bad cop. <laughs> Absolutely. So with that being said, thank you, Alicia. Thank you, listeners that made it to this point. Sorry for the rant. This is a very touchy moment for a lot of us. And I know some of you guys feel the way we do. And, you know, this was Alicia and I's dynamic. We were going to be a good cup, bad cup uh, in the desktop online world. And hopefully we gave you both an informative and entertaining, entertaining episode. Until the next one. See you in the next one. See you in the next one. This podcast is independently operated and is not affiliated with or endorsed by QuickBooks or Intuit Inc. Any reference to Intuit and QuickBooks products are made solely for the purpose of discussing the topics related to the company and its software.